Hello and welcome to CreteCast. I'm Josh. I'm Marcus. And we are once again joined by our special guest. That's me, Ray. Yep, Brother <laughs> Ray has joined us for this week's recording of CreteCast um, for this Fun Fact Friday. So Marcus, do you have a fun fact? I do. So in Disney, they have different lands. Yes. Okay. They have uh, Tomorrowland, Fantasyland, uh, Adventureland, um, Lib- Liberty Square. Um, Liberty Square has no bathrooms. I knew that. Um, except... In restaurants. Because that's law. Law. Yeah. <laughs> um, but they do that because they wanted to keep it with the times where there was no bathrooms. But if you also look at the ground, there's a brown sidewalk that goes down the middle of the sidewalk. Uh-huh. And it's to represent, to represent the sewage that yes. would be thrown out of their houses. There you go. So what you're saying is if you need to use the bathroom in Liberty Square, just find a brown square that's not what I'm saying. Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I'm not saying that because I'm sh- pretty sure if you do that, you'd be banned. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure you would also. But if you do it, just say Marcus told me I could do this, and it's okay. No, don't do, don't do that. <laughs> I don't want to be banned either. So, Marcus and Brother Ray, do you guys know what Walt Disney's favorite piece of animation was? <sighs> I think I do, but I'm not going to say it because I'm probably going to be wrong. Okay. <laughs> So the favorite, his favorite piece of animation was in Cinderella, where Cinderella's dress turns from the ragged clothes that she's wearing into the gown. Okay. That's not what I was thinking, but I was thinking more like movie, not just a scene. Yeah. That makes sense. Yep. That was his favorite piece of animation. Huh. Yeah. Did not know that. So brother, I know we put you on the spot this morning, but do you have a fun fact? It doesn't, doesn't have to be Disney related. It could just be any fun fact. I don't. Okay. That's fine. Sorry. No, you're good. <laughs> <laughs> I should have remind. I should have told you that last night when I was texting you everything else, but it just sort of slipped my mind. Yeah, we we I cheat because I, I have a website that. I mean, yeah, 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 that's cheating. Yeah, I memorize mine on podcasts and stuff like that. So <laughs> actually, so my podcast that I listen to, they haven't up- uploaded a new episode since like November. So one of the podcasts, that, like, there's a lot of podcasts, like, podcasts I listen to, but I'm catching up with it, and so uh-huh. I'm like in like 2018, 2019. Yeah, there's a few I'll listen to live, like when they yeah. come out, and there's one that came out today, and they're like, just so you know, we recorded this six weeks ago. <laughs> so when we talk about we went out and got this, and we went out and did this, it's not because we're doing that now. We're in lockdown <laughs> right now. <laughs> that's yeah. funny. Yeah, yeah, that's a good disclaimer to put in there. Um, but yes, we're glad you guys have joined us for this fun fact Friday as we continue our study in the book of Matthew, Matthew 22, 15 through 33 is where we're going to be at this, this day. It's about to say this morning, but they might not be listening to it in the morning. It's true. Yeah. So, um, we are continuing to pick up with Jesus's teachings between the Pharisees and Jesus teaching. Um, and so Jesus has sort of laid out a few parables of saying that the Pharisees are wrong and the Pharisees don't really like this a lot. You know, I don't know if anybody likes to be called out. Hey, you're wrong. And then have a story with the moral I of them being wrong. That. Well, Marcus, you're wrong. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so the Pharisees are trying to now trick Jesus. Um, they're trying to get him to stumble. And they start asking him about, you know, paying taxes. You know, is it lawful to pay taxes? And I really wish Jesus would have said no. Like it makes my life so much easier. So I can be like, well, because of religious beliefs, I cannot pay taxes. Yeah, that didn't happen. Yeah, that didn't but you happen. Did get delay, delayed. Yeah, July yeah, I did get delayed till July fourteenth. So that's nice. Um, but <laughs> we we turned in our taxes like two weeks ago, and we haven't heard back. So I'm assuming that he's closed. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, yeah, you're probably yeah. He, he may not. He may be a, be a non-essential <laughs> business. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, and so Jesus basically tells them, why do you put me to the test? And what I really like when we get into chapter 23 and he basically starts laying into the Pharisees and Sadducees of, you know, why they shouldn't put Jesus to the test, but we'll get there in a few days. Um, but basically, you know, why put me to the test? You hypocrites. I mean, we're going to start seeing this word a lot more showing up in the next few days of just, I mean, how they were hypocrites. Oh um, yeah. They taught one way, believed a different way. And we'll, we'll get more into that when we get to that. Um, but basically it says, you know, let me see a coin. And it's, they he asks, you know, who's on here, Caesar and give to Caesar what is Caesar, give to God what is God's. Um, I really like what the commentary in our quiet time talks about the, that first, first part of this passage, which says, um, the first question about the source of Jesus' authority was handled by the religious crowd. Today's questions come more from a, from politicians and lawyers. Uh, this is an attempt to alienate Jesus for a specific people group within the population. The first question is designed to bring Jesus into conflict with those who refuse to submit to Rome, Roman authority, uh, the zealots. Ze- zealots? zealots? Zealots. Okay. Uh, they especially hated paying Roman taxes. Like we all do. Uh, but <laughs> I Jesus, hate paying Roman taxes. <laughs> uh, Jesus does not attempt to dodge the question. He uses a coin as an object lesson and indicates that God's people ought to render appropriate respect to all the human authorities in their lives. He then moves the question to the spiritual level. If Caesar's image is on the coin, where is God's image? Uh, the answer is in Genesis 1, man was created in God's image. Therefore, one may give his gold to Caesar, but should give himself to God. Um, I, I mean, again, I just love how God and Jesus can use their words to oh, kind of yeah. make what they want to make sense. Yeah. Um, but th- th- that first part of this passage, you know, is telling Christians that we should follow all laws that our government gives us um, as long as they don't um, contradict God's uh, us following God yeah. um, and God, uh, God's commands to our lives. Well, and that's been the huge debate right now in circles and our circles right now with everything going on with, you know, mm-hmm. churches being shut down or, you know, politely asked to shut down more or less. Um, and in Kentucky in some country or states, they're being fined for being open. Um, yeah. Kentucky is not one of them to my knowledge. Uh, but, you know, it's that debate of, well, you know, should we close our doors or should we stay open? You know, and it's, my answer has always been, or to this has been, well, it'd be different if they're saying for us to close our doors because they didn't like what we were teaching yeah. or as, you know, a theology thing, but because it's a safety concern, I mean, yeah, it makes sense. I mean, heaven forbid our congregation comes to church and somebody gets sick and dies from it because they came <laughs> to church. Yep. You know, that'd be terrible. Oh yeah. But because of, of the government, yeah, this is one of those things where like, yeah, I mean, it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Does it stink? Absolutely. You know, and especially now since here in Kentucky, they're basically like, hey, churches are closed until, well, who knows when, you know? Yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah. I was saying the same thing because that fits exactly where we're at. Mm-hmm. People, you know, they're kind of, to be spiritual or faith, we ought to kept meeting or doing whatever. But it's obvious to be submissive to the government. And you're right. It, it's not... They're asking us to compromise our message or we can't share our message. We have complete freedom to do that. Yeah. We just can't meet together because yep. of a safety issue. So I think you're exactly right. I mean, it makes sense. And this is a test. I think the spiritual thing to do is to be submissive to the authority like yeah. Christ taught us to. Yeah, and it's one of those things to where, I mean, because of this moment in time right now, this is going to change the history of the church forever, you know, um, of live streaming and just online meetings and all of this. It's, it's not going to ever go back to really – 
our normal that it was just a few weeks ago was not going to be in existence anymore. Yeah, I don't think so. And you you yeah. kind of alluded to it when we were talking a little earlier before we came on, but churches who've refused to make that change and to make that adjustments uh, will continue to decline. And unfortunately, probably many of those will be the type of churches who end up closing their doors. Oh, yeah. 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 Which is, you never want to talk about church closings, but I mean, it's a fact of what it is, is yeah. that. Yeah. I mean, if it boosts our numbers, it's okay, right? <laughs> no, not no, at all. No, no. <laughs> I mean, because I mean, even we kind of talked about, you know, churches, well, pastors losing their jobs, well, youth pastors mm-hmm. losing their jobs, and it's just hard to hear, hear those things. Oh, um, yeah. But it all comes down to, you know, God put authority over our lives, and we are to follow those authorities as long as it doesn't hinder our walk with Christ. Yes. Um, you know, as soon as they tell you to do something that would cause you to sin or break God's law or whatever it might be, um, that's when it's like, okay, I can't do that. Yeah. I mean, you think about it, even Christ himself was part of the greatest model of being submissive to authority, oh. where he would submit himself to the Father. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Said, I don't see anything except what the Father tells me to say. I don't do anything except what the Father. So it's not a bad thing. No, no. It's a great model of it. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and Imagine so, that God being a good uh, example for us. What, what? <laughs> man? Maybe we should be more like God. That's more probably like a good Jesus. idea. Like maybe we should ask ourselves, what would Jesus do? Why has nobody ever told us that? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, and so the Pharisees have tried tripping up Jesus, and it didn't work. And so now the Sadducees decide to get in on this. Um, it's amazing how these two groups who despise each other throughout church history are now fighting together to try to get rid of Jesus. You know, the enemy of my enemy is my friend. You know, that type of idea. Um, but the Sadducees come to them, and the Sadducees do not believe in a resurrection, which I think is interesting in itself. That's why they're Sadducees. Yeah, which is, yeah <laughs> absolutely. If, yeah. I've heard that joke before. <laughs> um, and so they basically ask Jesus, you know, if a man dies and has no children, his brother must marry the widow. And so they give this story of this guy has seven brothers. Or there are seven brothers. The oldest marries a, a, his wife, has no kids, and sort of passes down the line until they've all died and the widow's left. And they they ask, you know, when it comes to the resurrection, whose wife will she be? You know, and Jesus is like, that's doesn't even have anything to do with anything we're talking about. <laughs> like when the resurrection happens, there will be no giving in marriage. There will be no marriage. It's all about, you know, worshiping God. You know, it's all about the belief we have in God. And so, I mean, and when the crowd heard this, you know, I like that they were astonished at his teachings because, I mean, a lot of what we know about heaven is because of the New Testament of Jesus' teachings, you know. And so, I mean, they had this idea of, yeah, we're going to have marriage in heaven or, you know, and there's a lot of misconceptions about heaven. Oh, well, you know, I die and want to become an angel. No, it doesn't work that way. No, you know, <laughs> it doesn't work that way. You know, well, when I die, you know, I'll... St- I'll remember my family. Yeah, that's probably true, but it's going to be a different relationship that we have here on earth, you know, because there's not going to be marriage, you know? Mm -hmm. I mean, it's all going to be focused on worshiping God and, you know. Yeah. And it it blows my mind when people don't believe in life after death. Yeah. Um, Because like, it's clearly there's something there, whether, and it's either you're in heaven or in your hell. Like there's no in between. There's no, uh, you stay in the ground. Like, it's your one place or the other and the choice is yours. Um, and I mean, if you choose to not believe that, then your choice is going to be hell. Um, unfortunately. Um, but just the fact that I think it's crazy 
because I mean, we see it throughout this whole thing of people trying to trip up Jesus in his words. Um, and it kind of reminds like I picture like sports casters or celebrities when they uh, when they're getting the propaganda or not propaganda, the paparazzi um, paparazzi, um, you know, asking the questions that um, are going to be controversial um, and they want them to just say one thing that they can just run with. Yeah. Um, and this is kind of what I, I picture these these Pharisees and Sadducees doing and well. Every time this happens, because I mean, Satan tried to do it with uh, when he was in the, the wilderness and um, and all that stuff with with his words and trying to manipulate him. And uh, God's re- responses are always just like, I wish I could do that. Yeah. Um, like he doesn't respond with emotion. He responds with truth. With truth. Um, and uh, well, as of up to this, he hasn't responded with emotion. I'll say when we start getting into yeah. Yes. Well, we'll get into his emotion. We'll get to his emotion <laughs> yeah. later on. But um, but yeah, he has a way of quieting a crowd down without being rude or aggressive yes. or, you know, yelling. I mean, he, we see where he does get angry with like flipping the money, changing tables and stuff like that, but it's righteous anger, you know, but it's done in a respectful way, you know? Um, and so when Jesus is quieting these crowds down, it's done in the respectful way of, well, this is a man who's speaking of authority. You know, he speaks with authority. We, we should listen to him. Yeah. Yeah, thinking you're probably heading down this road a little bit. Obviously, we're not Christ, but if you follow Christ and you stand up for your faith, eventually you're going to have enemies around who you who are going to seek to trap you. Yeah, and that's why it's so important we be in the Word on a daily basis and have God's wisdom, because you're standing up for Him. They're, they're going to try to trap you and do the same thing to you that they did to Him. Yeah, and I think a lot of times, you know, it's hard for us as Christians to see our friends make these choices. Um, and, uh, I mean, especially I think when our friends are the ones that are trying to trip us up or, oh, that's the heart or even family, oh, yeah. um, is it, hardest when it's like, well, I'm trying to follow God. I'm trying to teach you the truth. You're just not hearing me. Well, it's amazing. We're talking about this right now because Ashley just commented on a question and I think it fits in perfectly with what we're talking about right now. Um, she asked, how does one de- delicately tell someone their choice is their choice, but they will end up in hell? You know, it, it's one of those hard things to where, I mean, it's our job to present Smack the gospel. across the face and be like, get <laughs> yeah. right with God. <laughs> take take the family Bible that's like, you know, that big and just, no. Um, but it's, you know, it's all about that relationship. We do it in a respectful way. We do it in a loving way. And we look for opportunities to continue to share the gospel with them over time. You know, um, it's okay to say, hey, we can agree to disagree, but I'm still going to love you and care for you and share with you the truth. Yeah. yeah, I think it is that wisdom of knowing the right time and place and knowing how much. Sometimes it's a lot, sometimes it's a little. And that's really where you have to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit to know when to speak and when not to and how much to say. Yeah. Yeah. And, I, and it's also making sure you're in the right place, too, because uh, there's times where it might be the right time for, for situational wise, but your life uh, or not your life, but maybe because of the way you're feeling towards them. Um, your tone could be taken a different way. Um, so I think also just knowing where you are in your life and um, and how you feel about them. Um, yeah, you you want them to you know repent and you know get right with God and stuff like that. But you got to do it when you are ready to do it, not when you feel like it's the right time as well. Yeah, I hope that makes right sense. Heart. Yeah, yeah. The right, yeah. Heart, the right so, because I know um, one thing that my dad has always taught me um, is in any situation, you have two things you can do. You can either react or you can respond. 
um, you know, reaction is usually pretty, pretty like, I'm going to do it right now. Um, responding is I'm going to take a minute. I'm going to think about what I want to say. I want to think about what the situation is and then talk or then do what and you got to do. Um, and I think that's kind of going with what she's saying. It's, you know, right time, right situation, you know, right heart and all that stuff. So, yeah, absolutely. I, yeah, I agree. <laughs> in agreement it's ironic to me that the whole issue about the resurrection was brought up by the sadducees who don't believe in the right that yes yeah. so that's kind of like, okay so you don't even believe in it what's the, why are you arguing about yeah, it? That, yeah that's the part that makes yeah. no sense and i love verse 29 because i think that gets to the heart of what jesus is saying it says jesus answered them you are mistaken because you don't know the scripture or the power of god and that's what mm. it boils down to yeah and that's that's kind of the that's the main impact of what he's saying. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because yeah, it's hard for us to try to explain the power of God to somebody who doesn't believe in the power of God. Right. You know, how, how do you describe faith to somebody who doesn't believe in faith? Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. And often those who don't really know the power of God and don't really know the <laughs> scripture, uh, they know just enough of the scripture to, to attack you with scripture, even though they don't really understand what's yeah. behind it. Oh, and there's, I mean, there's come times where I'm sure you've all had this situation where you go to share your faith with somebody, they're like, oh, I know scripture better than you do. <laughs> it's like, if that was true, then we wouldn't be having this conversation, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I think, yeah. Yeah. And it's those people that are kind of just blow my mind sometimes. And not that I want to boast and say, well, I know, I think that's wrong. You're wrong. I probably know more than you do. But there's a difference between knowing scripture and living the scripture out. Yes. Um, I think that's what people need to understand as well. Oh, yeah. So I think there's a difference between knowing Scripture and knowing the God of Scripture. Uh, oh, absolutely. Right. Yeah. yeah. Some people who know the Scripture, they don't know the God of Scripture. Right. Yep. Yeah. It's like, I mean, I look at like changing your oil in a car. Like, I know how I could do it, but if I was to do it, it'd probably not go very well, you know, compared to somebody who does it, who really knows how to do it and they do it for a live. Like, I mean, it's uh, two different knowledge types. I know yeah. the theory. I know the concept. But well, that's like so. We have the we're moving our half walls in our uh, youth ministry, uh, in the youth, youth basement, and uh, in one of the half walls, it was put into the wall. So when I took it out, now there's a giant hole in the wall. Uh, not giant, but it's it was meant to be there. <laughs> but now I got to cover it up. It's a nose hole. And, hole I, in the and wall. I was like, <laughs> in my mind, like I'm not a construction guy, but in my mind, I know what I could do. I don't know if it's the right thing to do. Yeah. So I called a few of my, my buddies and was like, Hey, this is what I got. What do you think about if I do this? And they were like, well, (laughs) 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 it was like, that that would work, but I would do this. Yeah. And I was like, okay. (laughs) Yeah. This will be the more permanent solution. Yes. Yes. Uh, And uh, it's just that wisdom, you know, of, of things. And Oh yeah. We only get that wisdom from God. So. You know, we're looking at this where they're talking about the Pharisees and the ongoing challenge with the Pharisees. I think of a book. I'd encourage everybody to grab it and read it. It's called Accidental Pharisee by Larry Osborne. An accidental Pharisee, Larry Osborne. And it's good because sometimes, you know, it's easy for us to sit here and attack the Pharisees or the Sadducees for their hypocrite and the kind of their judgmental spirit. Yeah. But if we're not careful, we find we can become just like them. So it's a really good book just to help oh, kind of self-examine. Yeah. Oh yeah, there's yeah, absolutely. I think with that, with what you just said, we can become like them. It's very easy for us to also twist this of making some other people, you know, trip over what they believe, and and not that we want to do like yes, of course we want to make them understand that they're wrong, 
but kind of like what you know Ashley was asking us, we got to do it in a loving way. Yeah, not a you know take what they say and run with that. It's just show them truth, show them scripture, and God will get a hold of their heart. They're like they're not going to. You know, like you don't save people. We yeah. deliver the message, and God saves those people. That's um, yeah. And that's a, a, I think a lot of time, a lot of things. Um, what people believe, it's um, you know, I got to get this person right. I got to make sure this person knows what I believe, and right. I, you yep. know, I, I, I would know. It's God is using you for a work that He's going to do. You're just the messenger of that word. Yeah. And that's been when we've. I mean. It feels like it's been forever since I've actually seen the kids here at church. <laughs> but, you know, we've been doing the the gospel conversations with the kids. And I'm sure probably the youth had the same idea yeah. or same struggle of, well, I share the gospel and they're not responding. How can I make them respond? Yeah. Well, we can't. We can't. Not our job. Not our job. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we've told the adults when we're doing Bible study and I shared on Wednesday nights, if you go and you share in the power of the Holy Spirit, the gospel, and then you leave the results to God. You've done that. You've been successful. Yeah. So, well, this episode is getting a little yeah. long. So um, today's prayer request is for Switzerland. Um, play, pray that the Swiss may find the true way in Jesus Christ and that the nation might be stirred again by the Holy Spirit. And now for a word from our sponsor. Sunday Cool is more than just a custom t-shirt company. Sunday Cool is a company that goes above and beyond to serve the servers, the people who devote their lives to ministry and serving others. Sunday Cool brings together the custom, coolest custom designs, a remarkable buying experience, constant engagement of clients with creative content. Oh, did we mention they provide the world's softest prints and the world's softest tees? Go say hi to Carl on sundaycool.com and make sure to choose Sunday Cool on your next order. And then today's life step, because Jesus based this important theological argument on the tense of the verb, he must have believed that even the words of scripture were inspired. I feel like Jesus would believe that the words of God or scripture was inspired. <laughs> I, I would hope to believe I would it. Hope, yeah, I would hope for our sake that Jesus believed that scripture was inspired. That's what we're banking on. Yeah. What we're banking on and, uh, bank is open, right? Yes, bank is open. Well, we're glad you guys have joined us. Uh, I'm Josh. I'm Marcus. And I'm Brother Ray. Booyah. Booyah.